0: Today, California Governor Newsom is going to order all California beaches closed because we can't have people getting out in the sunshine during a lockdown. Also, could General Flynn be exonerated? We have got a lot coming up today and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the wonderful, the magnificent Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, back in studio. Thanks You're for
1: coming. She talking here. about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll slip you another five later. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. I mean, times are tough right now. I got to do what I can. Uh, also, Stubergear, Blaze TV host of Stu Does America, who you can make sure to subscribe to his YouTube because if we get him to 25,000, I get to cut his hair with a floby.
2: That's so. that's true, but I don't remember saying it. So we'll, we'll have to There's we'll, we'll check the tapes. video evidence. We'll check the tapes. I don't well,
0: let's check the tapes. It's there. <laughs> uh, let's get to first Governor Gavin Newsom. He, uh, he's apparently very upset with all of the beaches being crowded over the weekend last weekend over in California. He's got to put a stop to it. Uh, he apparently is going to call for all beaches and state parks to close starting tomorrow. This was in a memo sent to all of the California Uh, police chiefs. They, of course, wanted to give everyone a heads up to plan for the situation, which I'm sure will be a very sticky one, because I have a feeling, Colonel, that uh, Californians are not going to take this lightly.
1: No, they're not going to take this lightly. And I think this goes to prove that Governor Newsom is a racist because mostly white people want to go to the (laughs) beach. And, uh, you know, he's against white people. No, but all seriousness. This is a violation of the First Amendment. This is exactly what Attorney General Barr's memo talked about. He has taken away that right of people to peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why wouldn't we want people to stay locked away and not be able to get out and get fresh air? You know, salt air. Yeah. That's, that's good air. And then, I'll, like you said, get the sunshine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think California is going to take this lightly. And I believe in the long run he's going to end up hurting himself. This is house arrest now. Mm-hmm. We've gone beyond this thing of shelter in place. Yeah, Stu, what do you think? I mean, this is the
2: exact opposite of what you should be doing, right? Like, it is the exact opposite. You know, you're asking a lot out of people. I mean, you're you're correct. Uh, it's like this is basically how house arrest. You're asking people to remain inside, and instead of encouraging them to do things that are overwhelmingly thought to be by scientists as safe. I mean, you know, spaced out people in open air uh, in the sun is about the safest place you can possibly be. Um, You know, you can certainly go in if there's some uh, overt problem where tons and tons of people are right on top of each other or whatever. But generally speaking, this is the type of activity to encourage. And, you know, I think the American people understand that, you know, this is a serious situation. And if you are reasonable They will be cool with it. They're gonna be okay. You know, like we'll we'll we've already given up a lot here. You know, we've we've slammed the economy into reverse. We've we've given up seeing our relatives. We have Mother's Day coming up, Mm -hmm. and almost everybody is not gonna see their mother because of what's going on. We've given up a lot here. You can't give us pulling our cars into church parking lots and, and, and you can't give us that. You can't give us, you know, playing golf, you can't give us going to a beach. I mean, these are just insane things. And, you know, as you as you point out, like we're talking about constitutionally guaranteed rights here, not just from, you know, the right to assemble. That also goes with the protests that we talked about yep. a couple of yeah. weeks ago. But, you know, the right to, you know, to to be able to worship the way you want to worship, the right to be able to get your gun, uh, which is an essential activity considering it's constitutionally guaranteed. These are things that like you could easily if you if your real goal is to say, how do we minimize this and keep compliance high, right? So right. we can minimize the spread of this disease. You are going to, you're going to go up into one of your press conferences and says, you know what, we were worried about people meeting at church. But look at what this church has done. They've cleared out the parking lot. Everyone came in in their cars, and they broadcasted over loudspeakers. What a great solution from the American people. You are praising it. You're encouraging it. They are doing the exact opposite because it doesn't seem like their entire goal is aligned with what they keep saying it is.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it fits with the science and the data that we know now. We know that the most vulnerable populations for COVID-19 over the age of 65, obesity, diabetes, hypertension. So we don't need this collective punishment anymore. Let's protect the people that are vulnerable, but let's allow healthy people to go out there and do things that keep them healthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's true. I mean, we, I talked to uh, Avic Roy uh, a couple weeks ago who, you know, he was uh, with National Review and he's done all sorts of stuff uh, over the years. And he's got a new place uh, that, uh, f- like a think tank that came up with an actual plan to get out of this. And it was pretty, pretty detailed and went through a, a million different parts of it. But like our one kind of superpower against this virus is what you just mentioned. We know it's really, it, you know, younger people are, can do much, much better against it. It's not, we just had a 17 year old here in Dallas uh, die recently. It's not. A hundred percent. But it's much, much, much less brutal on younger people. So with that known, um, we can protect uh, people who are over 65 as much as we can and start getting back to work. I think, you know, Governor Abbott's going down that road, I think the right way. And we're starting tomorrow. I've got a restaurant reservation. Very proud of myself. I'm actually a, going oh, to a so restaurant. so you're one
1: of the 25 percent.
2: <laughs> I am. I am oh, okay. one of the elitist
1: 25 percent. Yeah. OK.
2: Um, but, you know, look, it, this has to happen. You know, this is not an option. No one ever I don't think, you know, with the exception of Ezekiel and Emanuel, I haven't heard anyone argue that this is like some long term solution where we all just stay at home forever. The economy has to come back and we have to do it in a way that will minimize any losses we might have. We've had this time to gather this information where we've learned more about it. We've been able to back up our hospitals and get more, you know, the supplies that we need. But it's time.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, Stu brings up how the way that Texas has been rolling out their reopening of the economy. I know you're a huge fan of it. I love that we're doing something. Um, But as I said on Stu Does America the other day, it worries me and it frustrates me that Governor Abbott has apparently I mean, really picked winners and losers yeah. in this because there are still certain industries that yeah. if you're an owner of that, re- of, of that bar, of that barber gym, of the barbershop, shop, of the, shop, of the salon. nail salon, uh, which by the way, I need to go <laughs> to nice. desperately, um, you're screwed. Yeah. And it's frustrating to me because if you're going to put up these guidelines, the 25% capacity and the mm-hmm. social distancing guidelines, why not make that available for everyone, every business owner? If you can abide by these guidelines, mm-hmm. open up.
1: My problem is that they instantaneously shut down. But now they're telling people we have to gradually give you back your lives. I I don't agree with that. And when you look again at the numbers here, Texas is a state of 29 million. We have seen uh, 732 people unfortunately lose their lives. But Texas now has 2 million people unemployed. Texas now has spent $2 billion on unemployment claims. Which means what? Uh, When we do open up whatever business, they're going to see their employer unemployment tax go up Mm -hmm. to cover what has happened. So what I find the most heinous is that the people that are making the decisions about who is essential or what is essential or non-essential, they're the ones that have not had any skin in this game. I have not seen an elected official (laughs) not being paid. (laughs) That's true. But Yet they're the ones making decisions about who is not going to get paid. So uh, that's what has a lot of people up in arms
2: yeah. in a really perverted way. That's one of the one of the only backstops we've had on the economic collapse is that about 40 percent of our spending these days is government. And that's none of that's gone away. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess that's an upside. Um, but to your point, I think like, I am a little more friendly, I think, to, to Governor Abbott's approach here. Um,
0: Which but, I, I mean, I, I love Governor Abbott. Yeah, oh, yeah, I
2: know. Yes. Yeah, um, but. Um, I don't think I would disagree with what you said. I I, I think like it probably would have made sense um, to to do it for everyone. I'm not exactly sure. I think honestly, if you want the honest reason why I think it happened is because Donald Trump was in a press conference and called out the Georgia governor for doing it. And so he sent a very strong signal to every red state governor to say, hey, guys, uh, we don't want you doing this yet. So I think Abbott maybe took that uh, and, and 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 delayed it. The fact that it's only a couple of weeks, though, um, it, it, it doesn't. I don't think it's a massive, massive difference. And I think one of the things I understand the motivation of saying if we come out too strong, like let's say we did, you know, big gatherings and bars and everything opened up, um, there's the possibility of another serious outbreak and then we're back in the situation again. And I can't do this. Look at my hair. I can't do this anymore. <laughs>
0: Which is why you need to subscribe. That's right. Which is why or you could just subscribe to does America and I can cut his hair yeah.
2: <laughs> with the flow bee. <laughs> i really don't want that to happen. I want less subscribers on my YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd get you there, but here we are. Uh before we go really quickly Law enforcement has been put in a really, really difficult position because they have their, you know, the people above telling them you're supposed to enforce something that I think a lot of them are very uncomfortable enforcing Mm -hmm. because of the oath that they took. What do you do if you're a law enforcement officer in California and you're being told to, you know, arrest people or penalize people Mm -hmm. for going out to the beach and getting some sun?
1: I think that you really have to look at are you protecting and serving the people? Or are you bowing to a tyrannical edict or an order? And I give the example of what happened here in the state of Texas in Laredo, where they actually ran a sting operation yeah. to catch, you know, to catch two women who were doing nails yeah. mm. in their wish own home. I I was home. there. Okay. And, <laughs> Ibr- and eyebrows. Yeah. So what is incredible to me is that we have people saying that you can't have your business open and you can't even run your business in your house. Now, that to me is, is the overreach, and I think that the police have to be a little bit more common sense and say, hey look, we're not gonna arrest you, we're not gonna give you a citation or anything, but please just try to, you know, operate within the guidelines that we have here. Yeah.
2: Stu, last word. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's true. And, and uh, you know, we've seen this. Salons are a great example of this. You know, what they're finding is about 80 percent of the people working at salons are now going to people's houses and cutting hair in a situation that theoretically is much worse. Right. right. Like you're now going into someone's home. There's not all the equipment. You don't have all they the You Right. You don't at have their salons. Exactly. You're not as well prepared. You're not in a controlled environment um, it, it, that it's working against itself as most big government. You know, ideas do. Uh, They tend to work against themselves. I think you do have to let people, uh, you know, they're going to eventually have to take their own risks. And uh, we're at that point, I think, uh, in America because, you know, we wait too much longer. We're not going to have anything to come back to.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: All right. When we come back, Grant Stinchfield joins us. And uh, bombshell notes have been unsealed from the interview of General Michael Flynn revealing the actual motive of FBI agents. Yeah. If you haven't heard, you want to take your blood pressure pills for this back in a minute.
1: I just want them to treat us like adults. Yeah. yeah. That's how you that, You know, if you start telling challenging- people... <laughs>
0: A trove of handwritten notes from FBI agents interviewing Mike Flynn revealed what may be evidence that they unfairly targeted him. Uh, he was, of course, found guilty of lying to the FBI during the Russia investigation. Uh, the notes are from the January 24th, 2017 interview of Flynn. They were unsealed yesterday uh, at the behest of Flynn's lawyer and also the DOJ. So thankfully, Bill Barr has gotten involved now, which I trust far more than than anyone else. But the notes read, uh, what is our goal? Truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Uh, And, you know, this is just this is the latest development in, I think, a series of, you know, kind of trickle out developments on Just how badly this was handled and just how horrible it stinks. Uh, We are joined now by Grant Stinchfield, conservative commentator, um, who you're not Stu. Right. No, Stu's I'm not left too. us and you we are now, looking than I am, we, but I'm here <laughs> we <are> now joined <laughs> uh, by by Grant as well grant let me give you a first stab at this what is your take on the development of this general
3: Flynn situation I don't think anybody should be surprised by this at all in fact when this was all breaking down you knew it was a witch hunt and you knew it was all about President Trump. They went after every single person associated with President Trump. Anybody that came into his administration was a target. Uh, with the Russian collusion, bogus narrative, fake phony story that they had going, anyone that even, you know, as the old joke says, ate Russian dressing on their salad was going to be looked at by the FBI. And I think those inside the FBI at high levels. Uh, Should be ashamed of themselves and and I love the FBI and I love the good working men of the FBI But there were those that disagreed with where this administration was going to go He said he was going to root out the swamp and what happened when he said that everybody in that swamp turned into alligators And they went after everybody associated with President Trump and and General Flynn is a good man Mm -hmm. And he got burned in all of
1: this. He really did and I think that the first thing you got to ask is what has Christopher Ray been doing? You know, yeah. since he became the director of the FBI, you know, why wasn't he going in and rooting these things out? And now the revelation is one of those agents that were there interrogating General Flynn was Peter Strzok. Yeah. And, of course, Andrew McCabe was involved. But there's a video out there that shows uh, James Comey back some time ago talking about how we kind of skirted normal mm-hmm. protocol to go into the White House. We didn't coordinate with the White House counsel. We weren't right directly. So we have, set him up. He set him up. Yeah. So you have intent. That is there. So without a doubt, this is this is criminal and something has to be done. Do you know what concerns me the most of all of this is if they're
3: willing to do this with, with a general, they're willing to do this with the national security adviser, the president of the United mm-hmm. States. What are they willing to do to you and me and you, Colonel West, Mm -hmm. if they decide that we're associated with somebody they don't like? Not even that we're doing anything criminal. We're just associated with somebody they don't like. How far are they willing to go? How often has it happened against somebody that doesn't have the power to actually root all this stuff out? That's what's scary.
1: Well, we saw that with the Tea Party movement. They use the IRS, a government agency, to Mm -hmm. to squash that political opposition. And so we know how far that they will go. They'll go after anybody, ma and pa, constitutional conservatives just out there, you know, know, exercising their freedom of speech and freedom of expression Mm -hmm. because they don't care. They want power.
0: Yeah, Um, I, I the cynical part of me believes that nothing will be done because it's the FBI. And I feel like whenever there's this convoluted, you know, multiple different parts. Mm -hmm. Let let me just say it like this. This could be a Glenn chalkboard, right? This is a this is a Glenn Beck chalkboard in and of Mm -hmm. itself. There are so many different moving pieces. It's hard to put together. A lot of times those stories get swept under the rug because they're too hard to tell. They're too hard to come out. But then the other part of me is like. But if there was ever a president to be in office during a time where the FBI or the deep state needs to be exposed, it would be this one, right?
1: Yeah, but I go back to a, a famous saying of Greta von Sestern when she used to be on Fox News. She said, Washington, D.C. is the city of no consequence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where your cynicism comes in because we have seen it. We've seen it with Hillary Clinton. We've seen it with yes. all of them and nothing ever. Look at what's happening right now with Joe Biden and yeah. the uh, sexual assault mm-hmm. charge. So there's a part of us that says, you know, maybe this time. But I think it's going to be up to General Flynn to, uh, you know, prosecute uh, these people and and get them into the court of law to say that he was, you know, unlawfully targeted.
0: Yeah. Grant, your
3: thoughts? Attorney General Barr, hopefully uh, he's doing the right thing now, it seems like. Maybe he's the key in all of this, that really someone will stand up to all of this because this was all part of the first Russian collusion hoax. And now the only evidence That there was collusion between a United States citizen and Russia is the Hillary Clinton campaign pushing this bogus dossier. That's it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Colonel West, you mentioned Joe Biden and how he (laughs) is able to just go right on ahead with all of this, even though, what was it, a year, two years ago, we had Brett Kavanaugh, who just was crucified, not only by the Democrats, but by the mainstream media. Uh, Joe Biden He, you know, he's got all of his his senatorial records that are uh, now protected by the University of Delaware. Um, They've been asked to unseal those, release them to the public. They've said, no, 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 no. We made a deal that we're not going to do that. Of course, this was after they were supposed to release Mm -hmm. them. Then they said, never mind, we're not going to release them. We've made a deal not to do that until Joe Biden retires from public life. Now we're seeing. Even though there are a lot of Democrats who have come out and supported him anyway, there are some that are like, no, we've already been swayed over by the fringe and we're not coming back. You've got the Washington Post editorial board uh, on Wednesday joining a rising number of voices from the left calling on uh, Joe Biden to address the sexual assault allegation and uh, for those records to be released. But you think he's not going to he's not going to actually have to face that.
1: I think that he is sitting around and he's saying, hey, look, this is how we we operate. Keith Ellison was accused of physical assault. He got away with it. He's the attorney general now. Bill Clinton got away with it. Uh, We know that uh, we saw in Virginia where you had the governor, Ralph Blackface Northam, and you had the lieutenant governor there in Virginia that was accused of sexual assault. It never happens to them on their side. So he's just believing I can wait this thing out. It'll go away. I don't think that's going to happen this time.
0: Yeah, Grant, I want to get I want to get your thoughts on that. But I want to I want to bring in Nancy Pelosi's comments from earlier this morning. Uh, she was asked, I believe it was the Washington Examiner who asked her, uh, hey, you know, oh, I'm sorry. This is the Alison Camerota uh, clip that we have. Uh, she was at, kind of asking her about the Joe Biden allegations, which was shocking to see from CNN. It was a little bit of a softball question. But here is what Nancy
4: Pelosi had to say. And I'm a big, strong supporter of the Me Too movement. I, I think it's been a great, made a great contribution uh, to our country. And a, and, and I do um, uh, support Joe Biden. I'm satisfied uh, with how he has uh, responded. I know him. I was proud to endorse him the other day on Monday. Very proud to endorse him. Uh, and so I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Uh, I mean, he hasn't, to be clear, He hasn't addressed it. His campaign has addressed it, but he has not directly addressed it. Should he directly, publicly address it? You know, it's a, a matter that he has to deal with. I supported him because he's a person of great values, integrity, authenticity, imagination, uh, and a connection uh, to the American people. He understands the kitchen table uh, issues of America's working families. His father lost his job when he was a boy. He knows what that feels like for a family and how they're going to pay their bills, their health bills, <laughs> the education of their children, supporting the seniors in their families and the rest. Uh, it's just uh, he, he's the personification of hope and mm. optimism for our country. And I was proud uh, to endorse him. America needs a person like Joe Biden with his, again, his integrity and his vision for the future.
0: Grant, I have a feeling you may have a couple <laughs> things well, um, to I, say I, on I, that.
3: i, I whole show on this
0: one.
3: <laughs> First off, I'm shocked. Is that Alison camerona Yes. I'm shocked she even asked the question. I know. Uh, to be fair, I nobody's know. really asked him and he hasn't. He hasn't responded. Uh, and then she says, well, I guess we have millions of men and women across this country right now. that are now eligible president of the United States because they lost their job.
1: Right.
4: That you was I mean? a
3: weird. Because their well, father lost, lost his their job. job so now they can be president. <laughs> the hypocrisy that is so on display here from them. Are they not sickened by themselves when they watch this on TV? Just we talk about Justice Kavanaugh, this poor man who was thrown through the ringer on this. And I will still say. I'm not going to hang Joe Biden out to dry on the sexual assault allegations. Should it be investigated? Fine. Mm -hmm. Should he respond? Yes. Get to the bottom of where the facts lay out. Then you make a decision. I'm having the same exact response to allegations against him that I had against Justice Kavanaugh. But the fact that they don't, the fact that they just brush this under the rug and they're part of the Me Too movement. Give me a
1: break. America has got to see through this.
0: Yeah. Do you you think that they do? Do you think that they do see through it?
1: I, I think some do. But you know, if you sit down every day and you just look at CNN or MSNBC, I mean, you're you're oblivious to it. You're oblivious to so many things. I mean, you think Benghazi is a guy that lived around the corner. So, <laughs> it, I was just waiting for Nancy Pelosi to say, you know, Joe Biden and I we eat gourmet ice cream together. <laughs> you know, so, but but it is appalling, and and to think about this, you know. After we got past the confirmation of Justice Kavanaugh, you heard nothing more from Christine Blasey Ford, Deborah Ramirez, and I forget the third lady's name, but they just fell away. So it just, once again, this is what they do. Like you said, they'll go after anybody. They don't care that your wife and your daughters are sitting there in that hearing room. They will do whatever they can to destroy you. So what America has to understand, the, the level of tyranny, the level of evil that we're facing here from the progressive socialist left.
0: Yeah. Certainly we're going to have to come up with a standard, right? Grant, as you mentioned, you think that... Well, you know, I think
3: we have a standard in America. It's spelled out in the Constitution. that Everybody's entitled to due process. Right. Yeah. That's but, it. Well, That's the standard.
0: But but you said, okay, they wanted a, an investigation. They had an FBI investigation whenever Kavanaugh, you know, uh, was, was nominated. Um, do you... Are you also in favor, Colonel West, of... Uh, an FBI investigation because someone accused Joe Biden
1: I think you have to get to the bottom of it Absolutely, there has to be a consistent standard all across the board and I don't care if you're a former vice president a former senator or whatever you know, they come out and they say, believe all women. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the standard that they, they set.
0: Well, and certainly, if, even if you don't believe all women, uh, this woman, Tara Reid, certainly has more credibility yes. in what she's saying than any of Kavanaugh's accusers.
3: Yes, and then you have, uh, you know, my favorite girl on the left, Alyssa Milano. Her and I go back and forth all the time. She comes out and writes an editorial. I don't know if it was today or yesterday that it came out. And she says she's so worried that that Reed is going to be used as a pawn in all of this. Well, that's exactly what (laughs) I was saying uh, about Justice Kavanaugh's accuser.
0: And (laughs) and I'm sure Alyssa Milano is very concerned about Tara Reed's well-being. Very concerned. Uh, All right, when we come back, talk about government overreach. Police officers in Wisconsin show up at a mother's home because she violated a state order for letting her kid go on a play date. Yeah, we'll get into that back in a minute. Oh my gosh. Hi. We talked earlier on the program about uh, Governor Newsom shutting down all of the beaches, this type of overreach we are seeing. All across the country, I think the people, I think they're tired of it. The latest was in Wisconsin. There were some police officers. We've got a video uh, from the homeowner's perspective. They showed up at the homeowner's doorstep, allegedly because there was a, you know, a complaint. The complaint was this woman dared to take her daughter on a play date. There is, after all, a stay-at-home order going on. Here is a little bit of what that exchange looked like.
2: Hi, Amy. Hi. I'm Deputy Everhart with the Sheriff's Department. So are you aware that we're in a stay at home order right now? Uh, yeah, obviously. By the government? Yes, I am aware. Okay, you're aware of that? I am aware. So I don't
1: need to explain that to you?
5: No, you don't need to explain okay, that to I me. Because I
2: can if you need me to.
5: Go you can you can because your officer was just here two weeks ago.
2: Okay, do you need me and to and he to explained
5: or not? it to me that you guys weren't enforcing that order.
2: Oh, we're about to. Okay. But you understand it, though? Okay, so why are you here? Because your daughter is going to play at other people's home, and you're allowing it to happen.
5: They were over here as well, so okay.
2: are you and here? They've been, and they've been talked to Okay. So
5: no, I understand. You,
2: okay. And so either you can acknowledge it or you can argue I'm
5: a, I'm acknowledging it.
2: Okay, stop having your kid go by other people's home.
5: Okay, I acknowledge <laughs> it. Anything <laughs> else?
2: Nope, that was it. Apparently,
5: there was some other I acknowledged I it. I-, I acknowledged okay, it. Good. Okay. Anything can, else? Um, yeah, I need your um, last name, Amy, what's your last name? I'm not, do you, is there a reason you're asking for I'm it? I'm adding
0: you to the screen so we can document that we had contact with
5: you. Is there a reason for it? Yep, because you're violating the state what I'm order, which
1: is a.
0: If you let me finish, that's what I'm explaining to you. Because you're violating an order.
5: I haven't gonna, violated an order. We're
0: gonna have documentation in our screen with your name because we're here talking to you about that, that you said you just acknowledged. Okay. So then there's documents. I would
5: to like to see the law police. that requires me to give you that information. Thank <laughs> Thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> because you I saying? haven't. What is your middle initial? If I, I don't believe that I'm required to give that to you. Are we're we done levels. here? No,
0: we're not. Okay. With your middle initial and your last name. I'm not giving
5: it to you. I haven't done anything wrong. Okay. I Perfect. Got it. We got it. Yes. Yeah, okay. And that'll be documented,
0: too, that you're uncooperative. Okay. Ooh, oh boy, that'll be documented, record. too, that you're uncooperative. Yeah, Grant, it'll be added to your permanent
3: file. You know what's so upsetting about this is that I have ridden around in my mainstream media days, in my work with the NRA, and, and training with police officers. I know police officers that talk more respectfully to convicted yes. murderers and yes. drug dealers when they arrest yes. them than talking down to somebody like that. And, and what happens is... The world will see this clip and it'll give officers a really bad name. Those officers deserve a bad name. Don't talk down to people like this. Mm -hmm. This is an order that people are really standing up for their rights and don't lecture a mom on how to take care of her child to a play date. And it's going to give officers a bad name. That's what I'm most concerned about with this and that that guy doesn't understand we have civil liberties in this country, and the right to do things that we want to do, and, and the fact that he's not really having any respect for the Constitution, much less the poor lady on the porch. Yeah. Um,
0: well, first of all, I want to congratulate uh, that uh, male officer for his apparent promotion from mall security guard, uh, but uh, he, <laughs> oh, gosh, you know, he no. does start off very combative. Yes. Aren't they supposed to be trained de-escalation procedures, right? And she says, "I don't need you to explain it to me. Are you sure?" Because I can, if you'd like.
1: Well, that's I think, again, you have some people out there that are, you know, all of a sudden bolstered by this newfound power, which is very disconcerting for me. But the thing that I am really concerned about, and we saw it here in Dallas, where the woman was given a citation for playing the harp in her front yard Mm -hmm. and her neighbors were in their respective front yards. And they said it wasn't enough social distancing. I'm
0: sorry. I think I missed this one. (laughs) Oh yeah! Uh, can you hold on? Let's let's back yeah. up for a second. She was given a citation for playing her musical was, instrument in her front yard. She was
1: performing a concert for her neighbors in her front yard, playing the harp. Her, her other neighbors were in their yards, and she was given a citation. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm being compliant. <laughs> this is happening across the country. This happening a- across. Yeah, and, and so this is. But
0: in Texas, it just. Uh, that, oh. That's
1: what gets me. Yes. You know, I had the opportunity to go through checkpoint Charlie. Back as a young lieutenant in the army. And so I saw East Berlin. And the thing that I am starting to see happen here, one in every 100 citizen in East Germany was an informant to the Mm Stasi. And there were just hundreds of thousands of people that were arrested for no reason. I don't like this thing that is happening where we've got a mayor and all of these folks telling Americans to snitch on Americans. Someone told that this mom was allowing her kid to play with other kids. That's insane. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it is it is interesting. You did make the the connection to uh, the Nazi Germany. No, East Germany. Sorry. East yeah, Germany. Yeah. Um, and I I make that same connection. I'm told by certain people on the right of all people. That's what it's like when the left says they're fine with big government tyranny. It's, it's not it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. It's something that I mm-hmm. see coming. When the people on the right who call themselves conservatives go along with it, say, well, it's it's for your own good. I'm like, have you not heard that before and seen what comes along with it?
3: The one common theme that I have always known to be true is that bureaucrats in Washington or City Hall. Making decisions for me and my family never go well. I know what's best for my family and I. And I do know that one thing great about America is we are allowed to freely move about this country. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be showing our driver's license to see if our last name starts with a certain letter so we can walk on a jogging trail. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Do you think,
0: uh, Colonel West, that there will be some sort of reckoning for all of this? You know, we've got uh, Dallas County... <sighs> Clay Jenkins. Clay Jenkins, little Napoleon, yeah. who just—no, he's I not. Mean, no, he's he is, not
1: Napoleon. He's,
0: he is drunk on power right now. There's absolutely no other reason for him to be out there um, making the orders that he's making, Mm -hmm. clearly overreaching. Um, Do you think that Dallas County will finally see this type of tyranny for what it is and do something
1: about it? As long as it's kept in the forefront. The sad thing about the American people, they have a soundbite mentality. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as this thing, if we get past it, you know, people will just flick it off and they won't remember. They won't remember. And the sad Part of that is that we have shown people how easy it is for us to be you know, drilled down into acquiescence and compliance. And so I don't, I, that's what my concern is, yeah. that we have shown them how easy it was to come out and say, we're doing this for your good. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to create this fear, this panic, and this paranoia.
3: I think it's important that the rest of the country look at Dallas as as an example of what can go seriously wrong. So we've got this salon owner who's up there just trying to open up her business and and open for work. They find her a thousand dollars, threaten her with arrest. This is happening in Dallas. When I got to Texas, Dallas was a firmly conservative city. Mm -hmm. This would never have happened here in 20 years. That city has changed. We're seeing liberal policies pushed on American people like never before. You mentioned the county judge Clay Jenkins and his overreaching policies. If this can happen in a city like Dallas that is now firmly a liberal city much to the surprise of most people around the country Mm -hmm. this can happen in any city where you slowly start to elect liberal leadership into positions of power. And I don't care whether it's it's the zoning board, whether it's city council, or whether it's your state representative. Mm -hmm. You keep electing those liberals. This is what happened. slowly. But surely our rights will be chipped away at until they don't exist anymore.
1: But see, what Grant is bringing up is not just Dallas, is Austin, oh yeah, is San Antonio, is Houston, yeah. mm-hmm. It's El Paso, and that is the blueprint for the left: is to come into strong red states, take over the major population centers, make the rural areas, you know, relegate them to irrelevance, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, you flip a state.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, the World Health Organization hails Sweden. All of a sudden, Sweden is now the model for fighting coronavirus without a lockdown. That's weird because I don't remember them saying that before. We'll get into that when we come back.
1: I'm sure, right? I mean, that's why y'all are so important.
0: All right. Sweden has taken uh, really heavy criticism for refusing to issue a nationwide lockdown uh, while facing this pandemic. I believe they are, if not the only one, one of the only uh, places who has decided, you know what, we're going to achieve herd immunity uh, instead of doing the lockdown. We believe that it's going to be quicker and we're going to ultimately lose less people overall if we just let our people be exposed to it let herd immunity be achieved instead of staying uh, shut in our houses now the World Health Organization of course now in hindsight once we have data from Sweden is hailing them as a model for fighting coronavirus here is a little bit of uh, who's the World Health Organization's chief emergencies expert talking about it watch
5: Sweden has put in place a very strong public health policy around physical distancing, around caring and protecting for people in in long-term facilities and many other things. What it has done differently is it has very much relied on its relationship with its citizenry and the ability and willingness of citizens to implement physical distancing and to self uh, regulate, if you you want to use uh, that word. And in that sense, they've implemented public policy through that partnership with the population.
0: How convenient that now all of a sudden they get to come out and be like, Yeah, I mean see, the Sweden did it the right way. If you guys would have just done it that way, you would've been better off.
1: What I got out of his clip was that, see, this is what happens when you treat people like adults. <laughs> In America we're treating people like children. Yeah. You you can't daggum take your kid over and let them have a play date.
0: Right. Right.
1: We're going to send the cops after. you.
0: Well, and I think, Grant, I want to get your, your thoughts as well. But I, I do worry that here in America, we've become uh, more and more inclined to take the position of it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. So now it's not, you know, because when I look at the, the the Wisconsin police officer video, I'm like, kids are not dying from this outside of a couple outliers. Right. Ooh. Kids, normal, healthy children are not dying from this the way that they would the flu. Way more children die from the flu than die from coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Why is it a danger if I take my kid to go play with his friend, and we've both been locked down? You know, we've both been staying at home for way over two weeks. Why is that a problem? And you you
3: asked that you asked the parent: have they have they been out to see anybody? Did they fly on any planes? You did your own research before you decided, right?
0: i I I never heard of such a thing. Call it being a parent, right? (laughs) But you know, you have these people who say, well. No, you're not doing it for your own kid. You're doing it for your next-door neighbor. You're doing it for the people at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it's just really concerning to me because we have this groupthink mentality, I feel like, creeping up on us instead of just the individualism that makes America so great. And it's like... I'm free to make that decision for me and my family the same way you're free to make the decision. Nah, well, I'm supposed to be. You're supposed to be. Okay.
1: Not, in, not in a system of collectivism. Yeah. And I remember when I was growing up as a kid down south. I mean, we used to go, I need dirt. Maybe that's why, yeah. you know, we stay <laughs> well. But there was a time, if if you knew a kid had chicken pox, your parents yes. would want you to go and play with that yeah. kid so you could mm-hmm. get chicken pox and be done, with it. Be done yeah. with it.
0: You know what mine did, on, on, totally on accident, uh, his dad had the shingles. And he was too young to get the vaccine, and he ended up getting chicken pox. And I was like, why are people so scared of this? This is great. He didn't have to go in for a doctor's appointment and get injected, and he felt fine. He didn't even know he had it. Mm. You know, He was a little itchy for one day, and then he was over it. I realize there are, again, outliers to that as well. But, I mean, you bring up a great point that feel like with all of these new vaccines that we're getting, we've become conditioned to think if we don't have a vaccine for something, we're all going to die and we should be scared Mm -hmm. of a virus when typically, especially with new, you know, like sanitizing procedures, you know, hygiene procedures, Mm -hmm. our bodies were really designed to fight this stuff off. Am
3: I off base here? No, I think you're right. And I think that you're, you, the key to that is you making your own educated decision on how to respond to something like this. And I've always taken the Milton Friedman free market approach to just mm-hmm. about everything. I've never seen free markets fail. And I ask liberals to give me an example where free markets have failed us, and they don't. And Sweden, what they did, they took a free market approach mm-hmm. to, to this. They said we're gonna open the movie theaters. It didn't mean that everybody's packed in like sardines sure, the movie right. theaters. 98% of the movie theaters were empty. Yep, yep. People no decided for themselves they didn't wanna go. Mm-hmm. So they say a partnership, imagine that who the director there whoever that guy was he says we're going to work with citizens we'll work with them on them. imagine that oh, how nobody's great. working with us right? Right? how no. nice
1: of you it's i
0: crazy. mean who would have thought what a, what a sad state of affairs that we're in that sweden is our example for how to make sure to maintain our own freedoms and individual choices.
1: Well, this is a result of an education system that's become a system of indoctrination. Mm, We don't teach civics. We don't teach our Constitution. We don't teach the essence of liberty. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to what Benjamin Franklin said, those who are willing to surrender essential liberty for temporary safety Deserve neither liberty nor safety.
0: Yeah, um, Grant's been on the program since all of this started, and I I feel like I have a pretty good handle on where you stand with how the president has handled. Uh, this whole coronavirus
3: situation. Look, I think the president, I've told you before, I think the president's doing great when it comes to actually handling the situation. Does he say some things that I wish he wouldn't say? Yeah, but he's been doing that since the beginning of the election. He's the same guy that I voted for. He hasn't changed at all. And so I don't get upset about that. I don't let it bother me. But when it comes to how are you handling it? Are people in the right positions to make sure that the country is safe and on the right track? I don't think there's anything you can argue Mm -hmm. about how the president handled himself. Look, he shut China down way before Joe Biden. Joe Biden made fun of him and disparaged him for shutting down travel to China. That's the leader you could have the next election go around. President Trump was on it and he shut it down early. I don't know what everybody's problem is. What are your thoughts?
1: I grew up in the military and we had a, a, a saying. No plan survives first contact with the enemy. You have to be, you know, very flexible. You have to adapt. You have to improvise, improvise and overcome. So as we have had more data and more information come in, I still have seen us stay wedded to this plan that we've got to have this lockdown. We've got to have that. And the president came out back in March and he said, we cannot allow the uh, solution to, to be, you know, greater than the, the, the right, problem. That, right. that, and that's what we've done. We're going to hit 30 million Americans mm-hmm. that are unemployed. And now we have an incredible crisis. We have an oil futures market that crashed here in the state of Texas. That's going to affect the budget for the state of Texas coming down. So I would have hoped that the lesson we learned is that As you get more information, intelligence, you know, from the battlefield since they said this was a war, you make adjustments on decisions that you have made and don't stay wedded to the initial plan that you came out with.
3: I think from the president's perspective, for any president, the hardest job they have is trying to surround themselves with people they can trust because everybody in Washington is out for their own self-interest above national interest. So he's bombarded with all of these things and he's gotten himself into this issue with the whole with the whole lockdown scenario And I I think we probably could have come out of this earlier. I wish we would have been in what Texas calls its phase one. I wish we would have been in phase one from the Mm -hmm. from the very start. But again, I I think he's doing his best under the circumstances. Do I agree with everything? No. But that's the beauty about conservatives. We don't just blindly agree with each other just because we both call ourselves Republicans or conservatives. That's a Democratic thing. It works for them great when it comes to elections. But when it comes to the free flow of ideas, I would much rather be a conservative.
0: Yeah. And I know I would not want to be in President Trump's position uh, having to deal with making all of these decisions that obviously with with the mainstream media the way that it is, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. All right. Back in a minute.
1: Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. (laughs)
0: All right, before we go, uh, if you've liked what you've heard from this Texas expert right here, we've gotten into to Texas a lot, this program, uh, don't forget he is also a candidate for Republican state chair. You can go find out more information or uh, contribute, figure out how you can support by going to west4texas.com. That's West 4. Number 4. Number 4, Texas.com. I got that right. You did. Okay, all right, good. Another $5. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I told you, a woman's got to make a living. Uh, all right, yesterday's poll, who is more likely to end up voting for Justin Amash? Eighty. of you said Biden supporters, followed by 17% who said Trump supporters. Interesting, because other than that poll, I was really seeing a pretty even split whenever I was uh, viewing the commentary online. What do you think, Colonel
1: West? You know, I came into uh, Congress with Justin, and uh, I've seen him kind of go off the ranch a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think that most people that are never Trumpers may give him an eye, but Trump's going to win re-election.
3: Wow. What do you think, Green? I'm Great. right there with Colonel West on this. I mean, there's no way he has a chance. And he does a lot of things that are that are good. I, you know, I use my example with amish about the same that i used about paul both father and son his good ideas are usually really good and his bad ideas are really bad
0: mm-hmm. yeah i also it, it just bothers me the uh like it just feels like it's very self-serving doing it now certainly he knows he can't win and it's not about the libertarian or conservative principles i think at this point because it would have been done a much different way today
3: that up is the bad idea right okay yeah
0: <laughs> (laughs) There it is. Right there, Sarah. Uh, Today's poll, in light of the responses to Joe Biden's sexual assault allegation, who is the biggest Me Too hypocrite? Here are your choices. Alyssa Milano, Kirsten Gillibrand, Hillary Clinton, or Kamala Harris? How about all the above?
1: All the above. You you You
3: always do this. You always do this. I
0: know. Well, it wasn't me. (laughs) It was the social media team. You can let us know uh, what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you.